Welcome into another X106 Sports Podcast. We're here to talk all about the college basketball scene. I'm Jacob Blair. Joining me today is Austin McNaughton, Logan Weber, and Sam Steinmeier. How's everyone doing today? Cold, but, you know, <laughs> it's not surprising when you live up here in Maryville. Very true, yeah. very true. <laughs> Glad we got in the studio today. It is warm in here, canceled. let me tell you. Oh, yeah, it feels real nice. Question is, did anyone fall on their way to anywhere today? Almost, almost. did, about four times. Yeah, yeah almost. Pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. It's treacherous. A girl in front of me, like also, like as soon as I <laughs> slipped, also slipped. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna fall." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw a kid about about bite it. He was a uh, he had tassels kind of coming off the end of his sweatshirt. So when he when he about fell, he started flailing his arms around. <laughs> he looked like uh, one of those one of those like inflatable things that you see at like a car dealership. His arms just flopping around. Those tassels flying <laughs> everywhere. So. Yeah, we've got a uh, gravel parking lot here at Northwest where all the, the media kids really park, and that was basically an ice rink. Didn't want to pick up your leg or you were going down. Just shuffle all the way yeah, to the just street. Kinda, just yeah, just kind of slid across it like you were wearing ice skates. Yeah, so we will start everything out with the Big 12 here on talking some college basketball. And I think it, it would you know, be a good place to start with Kansas basketball. Right now, Tied atop the Big 12 standings, and there's a lot of movement up there right now as teams are, are trying to take a shot at Kansas, but then they go lose to teams maybe they shouldn't. It's an interesting landscape right now in the Big 12. Well, it happens like that every year. All these lower teams just seem to always beat each other. Like Texas Tech will be right there with Kansas. You just They're up a game. Uh, and then next thing you know, Oklahoma State w- beat them by 20. Or, or you know, it's, it's like that every year in the Big 12, and it always results in Kansas always having that one edge because they usually have that one player that they can go to. Last year's Devontae Graham, the year before you have Frank Mason. And that home field, that home court advantage for the Jayhawks is every year, you're only going to expect them to lose once, maybe they're all season. I mean, if any, that's probably the most you're going to expect and that usually results them in winning the conference they're not going to lose any games at home they're going to win those close games every time i think kansas won this saturday gifted the big 12 a win dropping one to west virginia that was one of the bigger shocks of and that's a game they usually win i mean that's a game you see morgantown is a tough place to play but it's not a very good west virginia team right yeah this is this is very much a down west virginia team and compared to years past under bob huggins yeah they came into that game like not winning a game in the conference or oh and five in the conference before that game and you know when you're kansas you're gonna get every team's best game of the year and they got West Virginia's best game of the year and ended up with an L. And right now when you look at the Big 12 Conference basketball standings, Kansas sits half game ahead of everybody right now at 5-2 and two in conference play. And then three teams, Kansas State, Texas Tech, and then kind of the shock there, Baylor at 4-2. and two. Baylor's a solid team that, that's pulled off some upsets. Iowa State sits at 4-3, and three, and those are really your, your competitors right now for the Big 12. Yeah, Baylor is like one of those teams I mentioned that's down there. They don't have a whole lot of talent, but they just find ways to win. Uh, Keen McClure is really the big guy. He's uh, earned Big 12 Player of the Week um, along with Dean Wade for Kansas State. So those teams, like I said, it's just going to be a battle. But there you see Kansas right there at the top. Um, and tonight is really a huge game in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas State and Texas Tech both sitting there at 4-2 and two in the conference. In Manhattan tonight, whoever wins that game shares that top spot with Kansas at 5-2 and two in the conference. Um, so look out for that game tonight. It's going to be huge. And, and, I mean, what a what a heartbreaking loss for Iowa State last night against Kansas. I think they the final on that one, 80-76. And for Iowa State, you had a 17-point win 
in Ames against Kansas at the beginning of the at the beginning of the conference season. So if they manage to win that game, if you win both of your matchups against Kansas in one season, that's a huge <laughs> resume a builder. Season, yeah, that, that that's an NCAA tournament resume builder to to say the least. And that was just a just a heartbreaking loss for them. Yeah, and of course the big win in Ames against Kansas. You know, you knew it was going to be a closer game than that in Lawrence because that's the toughest place to play in all of NCAA basketball. Like no one goes in there and blows out Kansas. So, you know it was going to be a tough game and it was a heartbreaker. Here's my question though. Do you guys think that Kansas will win it this year. This is honestly not one of the better Kansas teams we've seen, especially with the loss of what was going to be their star player this season in Yudoka Azubuke. Now their biggest target down low is Dedrick Lawson, and their guard play right now is really kind of struggling because they're young with Marcus Garrett um, and Dedrick Dotson. So now you have these, or Devin Dotson, so you have these guys that are young, haven't really played together much. Is this the year that Kansas falls in the Big 12? Can Tech? Kansas State or even Baylor take that spot right now I think the way you look at it is if no one has been able to jump them if if there was a team sitting at one loss right now you'd say yes but the same thing's happening we've already talked about it that's happened it's happening in the Big 12 it's happened before the the teams that have a shot at Kansas beat each other and then Kansas takes care of business at home so Kansas they've got that one weird loss you always see that one weird loss that before it was a really bad TCU team several years ago they go and you know maybe sometimes lose to Oklahoma State. They have a weird away loss. They drop a couple more. They should against good teams on the road. They're pretty solid at home. This is a, this is a year I think Kansas will have four Big Twelve losses. I don't think anyone else in the Big Twelve can match that. I think someone will have five, but I think Kansas hangs on to it. And I mean, with the loss of Udoka Azbuki, that's a huge loss. But you think of since they since they release Okai Abuji Agbaji, I believe is his name, yeah, so from his from his red shirt, he's been a, a pleasant surprise. Things yeah. like that. Charlie Moore has been he's a better. He's been he's coming from the Kansas City area. Yeah, I think. yes, he is absolutely. And I mean, you think about. Devin Dotson shooting 42% from the three-point line. LeGerald Vick shooting almost 46% from the three-point line. They're getting they're, – I mean, this is, a, like you said, a young Kansas team, but Bill Self always does a great job of putting his teams in great position in early February, in late February, early March. So um, for me, this is still a very talented Kansas team, even with the loss of Yudoka Azubuki, and I just don't see anybody in the Big 12 – being able to dethrone them based purely on talent on paper. Yeah, uh, Kansas right now sits like if you look at the record, they're twelve and zero at home, <laughs> and you, you, I think they have a chance to go undefeated at Fog Allen. But you look at their away record; they're one and three, and they had a big loss to the Cyclones. So if a team can go in there and beat Kansas in the fog, in the fog, then maybe they have a chance of. You know, going dethroning, dethroning them as the champs of the Big Twelve, but I just don't see it happening because I don't think any team really has the talent to beat them. I, I was someone at the start of this season that just wanted Kansas to lose a Big Twelve title. It's time. I think everyone's ready for <laughs> it. So I picked Kansas State to win the Big Twelve, and I still think they have. I think everyone right now is going to have an opportunity at Kansas. I think the, if someone's going to do it, they're going to have to go to Allen Fieldhouse and win a game. If they want to do that, the problem with both Kansas State, Texas Tech, they don't score points. They struggle. A lot of defense, they, 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 yeah. They're really good defensively, but when you play a team like Kansas, who is that they've got some very talented offensive pieces, when you can only put up 62, 63 points, doesn't matter how good you play, Kansas is going to be right there. 
I, I think another thing is the new AP poll came out, and after a West Virginia loss, Kansas only dropped two spots, which was a little interesting to me. Sitting at number nine, that's the, the best-ranked Big 12 team. That was an interesting move, maybe giving respect to the, the team atop the Big 12. Yeah, and it's, it's also interesting in when looking at that Duke-Virginia game, Virginia actually moved up in the AP poll when looking at They were at the four, only lost to Duke by so little on the road, and they moved up to three in the AP poll. So that top ten is really – I mean, you look, Michigan, Michigan State, they're right there. Uh, Gonzaga, they're consistent, always seem to be in the top ten. That's really and, – and you look at it, the team right ahead, for, right ahead of KU is their next matchup. In Lexington, college game day, UK versus KU – that's always a matchup that's great. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, and I mean, a, a big thing is seven of Kansas's final 12 games of the season are on the road. And like you mentioned, Sam, they're one in three on the road this season. If they, if they can't seem to figure out their ability to play as well as they do at home on the road, yep. seven of their final 12 games are on the road at Kentucky, at Texas, at K-State, at Oklahoma State. I mean, that, that's a lot of away venues they have to go to. And, and I mean, that's, that's a tough thing to ask of anybody. And as a team that has struggled on the road this season, I mean, there are opportunities for other teams in the Big 12. And like we said, they get every team's best. Every road venue they go to is going to be sold out. Every team's going to be hyped up, playing their hardest. That's their Super Bowl is playing KU. Yeah, yeah, and all the, all the students section, they're going to be screaming exactly. everything at them. And, like, that's team. That's a team's one shot to say, "Hey, it may not have been a good like we may not have had the record we wanted, but at least we beat Kansas." Yeah, so now with a uh, really good opportunity to make it a good segue to the SEC, as you've got the Big Twelve SEC Challenge coming up this weekend, a lot of interesting matchups there. You've got the SEC, who's now got the number one team in the country, and it's not Kentucky. It is Tennessee that sits number one in the country right now. They're going to take on West Virginia this weekend. They will be at home. But the big matchup this weekend is it's a Saturday game. It's at 5 p.m. on ESPN. It's Kansas and Kentucky. This time it's in Lexington. And it's always a great game. I mean, we, we talked about, and you look at it, uh, the Wildcats in this series, because they play seemingly every year, they actually lead Kansas 7-2, to but currently they're on a three-game losing streak uh, to the Jayhawks, so they're going to probably look to avoid four games um, in that losing streak. They've played um, back and forth. Uh, Ten games of this SEC Challenge will be played in the same day, so you're going to get so many great matchups. Um, I mean, you look, at, you look at some of them on that Saturday, and – it's really it's really intriguing. I mean, so even some of like the even some of the lesser games, uh, West Virginia they take on Tennessee. Can they pull off another upset? Um, Florida TCU is even Alabama and Baylor. I mean, these are all teams that are fighting for position in their conference, and these are all resume builders when it comes to the tournament time because these are all pretty good teams. If you win some of these games, that helps you in the tournament, no doubt. That's what I see big time on this schedule is some of the the struggling teams right now that might be on the bubble that come need March. This win. They've got an opportunity to maybe go to someone else's gym in a top conference, get a, a strong road win, a resume builder. I think the, the biggest matchup, obviously, is Kansas and Kentucky, but an interesting one is Iowa State and Ole Miss. No one really thought Ole Miss was going to be all that good. But they're 
pretty darn good basketball team this year. Yeah, currently currently ranked twentieth <laughs> in the country. I mean, eight and one at home, three and one on the road, and yeah, uh, this is an Ole Miss team that I think has shocked. A lot of people this season, and I mean, their losses this season, they've got three of them. They're nothing to shake your head at. A loss at Butler, a loss at home against Cincinnati, and then, of course, their previous game, they beat Arkansas by 17, but the game before that, losing at home against LSU. But Brian Tyree has been tremendous for Ole Miss this season, averaging 17.5 points a game shooting almost 50% from the field, so he's putting up a lot of points, and he's doing it very efficiently, which is helping his team out in a lot of ways. And we've seen Iowa State then. They kind of play to their opponents from what we've seen. I mean, we saw them play Kansas twice, kill them in Ames, and then play them tough in the fog. But then we see them go, they lose to Barry Brown and Kansas State on the buzzer beater. And then they go to Baylor and lose by 20 at Baylor. So, and then we see them play against Texas Tech and win there. So we see these teams. So can Iowa State play to the level of Ole Miss? And this is an Ole Miss team that um, really scores a lot of points. They, they score over 80 points a game in their last six contests, and they've defeated ranked Auburn and Mississippi State. So they're right there, and no one's really even talking about them, which is really pretty impressive. I think one of the, the most interesting things to look at right now is there are more ranked teams in the SEC than there are the Big 12. Some of those <laughs> ranked teams are not in the Big 12 SEC challenge, but when you look at the, the standings right now, you've got Tennessee at 5-0 and in the SEC, number one in the country, LSU 4-0, and in the SEC, number 25 in the country. Then, obviously, Kentucky there at number 8 at 4-1. and one. South Carolina unranked at 4-1, and one, but then Ole Miss ranked 20. They're 4-1 and one in conference. Mississippi State ranked 22nd, and they're 2-2 two two in conference. And then Auburn, 2-2 two two in conference as well, and they're 16th. So, the SEC, it seems like maybe the basketball side of the SEC has risen a little bit and caught up with the rest of the country. Yeah, and, and how about Frank Martin in South Carolina? I mean, to go 4-7 and seven in your non-conference schedule – People, I mean, you could write off South Carolina right there. There's no way they're making an NCAA tournament. I mean, they made a, a an Elite Eight, I believe, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, this is... Final Four, right? Final, Final four, four, yeah, yeah. you're right. So, I mean, Frank Martin has done a good job at South Carolina, but you look at them going 4-7 and seven in their non-conference slate, and you think this is it, they're done. And they're 4-1 and one in the SEC. So, I mean... They have been tremendous since the beginning of, uh, of the conference schedule. And, I mean, they, they've had good wins. They beat Florida in Gainesville. They beat Mississippi State at home. They beat Missouri at home. They beat at Vanderbilt. So, I mean, their, their only loss is, is a 20-point loss at LSU, who's currently a ranked team. So they have good wins to open up the, the, the conference slate in the SEC. Uh, I think one of the other questions now you have to ask is a lot of people thought this was going to be a Tennessee-Kentucky race for the SEC. Now do you have to throw more teams in there, and is it more wide open than maybe we thought? I think so. I think like just looking at it, LSU is number two in the SEC right now, 25 in the nation. I really didn't expect that from LSU this year, you know. But, I mean, they're there, they're uh, ranked, and I think you got to throw them in the conversation for – the regular season championship in the SEC. Well, I think you can kind of compare the SEC to the Big 12 in a sense of all these teams are going to constantly be beating each other. They're going to constantly be switching back and forth and battling for that one, two, three, four spot. I think we could really see seven, eight teams from the SEC make it into the big dance. And I really don't That's think. That's weird. 
Yeah. That's weird to say. It really is. But looking at the way these teams have been playing in their non-con and the way some of those teams played poorly, like South Carolina, for example, played poorly in the non-con, and then look what they're doing in the conference play. So I think all these teams are just going to be shaken up. And right now, I it looks like Tennessee's the best team right now in the SEC. But if you say if you were to tell me Ole Miss might be up there at the end, I mean, right now I couldn't say otherwise. And some other interesting matchups that will happen Tuesday, January 22nd. That's tonight based on when we're recording this podcast. Auburn's taking on South Carolina at South Carolina. Mississippi State's going to be at Kentucky. So there's still some big games to be played in the SEC before we get to Saturday with the the Big 12 SEC Challenge. And so as we still look at the SEC, we talked about that challenge real quick. Who wins the Big 12 SEC Challenge. The SEC seems to have gotten a little bit better. The Big 12, they're still really good, but maybe not as good as they've been in the past. It's going to be interesting to see. So who's everyone's picks on who gets that, that Big 12 SEC Challenge this weekend? Um, Honestly, I think it's the SEC uh, looking at it. Like, you know, they have Tennessee and, you know, uh, Auburn is good. They're in the top 15. And, you know, LSU is good. I think they find a way to pull out wins. You know, Kentucky and Kansas is going to be a, a neck-and-neck game. I also have the SEC. Um, I like Kansas State over Texas A&M. I like Texas over Georgia. Um, and I like Kansas to actually go on the road and defeat Kentucky. But other than that, I think it's really going to be tough. Ole Miss, I think, like we said, Iowa State does play to their opponents. But I think Ole Miss overall is better than the Cyclones. Um, Alabama and Baylor, I think that's really going to be a close game. I mean, we looked at what King McClure's been doing. But the Crimson Tide, they started off by beating Kentucky in SEC play. Um, they've lost – they have only had one win in their last four, so I think they're going to try and figure it out. It's going to be tough for them on the road. And then Florida, we've talked about their defense. That's going to be – I think that honestly might be one of the best games in this matchup. Florida at TCU. TCU is a team that averages 80 points a game. And Florida is a team that is only giving up 60. So we're looking at two completely different teams. Um, so I think that's going to be a toss-up. But overall, I just like – I like South Carolina. I like Tennessee. Um, so I'll give the edge to the SEC in this, in this matchup. I am actually going to pick the Big 12. Okay. So um, – uh, I think tech, I think Tennessee beats West Virginia. I think Tennessee, so far this season, has proven to me to be the most consistent team in college basketball. I mean, everybody talks about the talent level of teams like Duke and Virginia. And while I believe Duke is the most talented team in college basketball, Tennessee has been the most consistent team over the course of this season so far in, in college basketball. But for me, Texas A&M and that, that Texas A&M-Kansas State matchup, it looks like it might be Texas A&M on paper, but they've gotten blown out in their last two matchups. They, they lost by 20 to Auburn. They lost by 20, nearly 25 against Missouri. Uh, that, to me, looks like, like a loss. Texas Tech taking on Arkansas. I like Texas Tech in that matchup. I think Ole Miss over Iowa State. I like Oklahoma State against (laughs) South Carolina. While South Carolina has played well in the ACC, like I mentioned, that non-conference schedule has been tough for them. Vanderbilt is winless in the SEC so far this season. Oklahoma played Kansas close a couple of weeks ago. I like Texas to beat Georgia. 
So I mean, for me, that's that's a lot of, of matchups that I, I like the Big 12 in over the SEC. But when I look at it, I see a very possible way this ends up at 5-5, and it's, and it's drawn up as a tie this year. There's a lot of the, 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 the big profile games, I think, are, are a lot of the games where you can lean one way or another. Texas Tech, Arkansas, I think that's easy for Texas Tech, at least should be Oklahoma, Vanderbilt. You've got some of those games where I think Oklahoma is a much better team than Vanderbilt, but TCU, Florida, Baylor, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, a lot of those, those games. Those are toss-up games. Those are toss-ups, and if they go you know, one way or another, depending on how everything else happens, I think whichever way it goes, it's going to be 6-4 or it ended up at 5-5, but if I have to pick someone, I think the Big 12, I agree with Logan, it has the, the enough of an edge right now to win it 6-4 in this matchup so that'll wrap up our talk of the sec landscape we'll now move to the big 10 where another upset happened over the weekend is the top team in the big 10 lost to wisconsin in a game where wisconsin's a weird team this year they don't they haven't really decided who they want to be but i think the focus needs to be on michigan they finally had that loss and now how they're going to respond to it yeah and i mean the big 10 the Big Ten, I mean, you, you could say the same thing as you said for the Big 12 mm-hmm. and the SEC. This Big Ten conference, this might be the deepest the Big Ten has been possibly ever. I mean, you take a look at Joe Lenardi's last bracketology. He had 10 teams from the Big Ten making the NCAA tournament. I mean, that that's a remarkable statistic. I mean, and you take a look at the top of the conference, of course, you've – it's crazy to me that he's got 10 teams in the NCAA tournament, yet there's only four ranked teams right now in the in the Big Ten. You, you look at that, and at some point, I think it's somewhere around 9 or 10 of the Big Ten teams have been ranked at some point this season. Yeah. Right now, the problem yeah. is they all have to play each other, <laughs> right? and that's causing that, that, that skewed ranking, essentially, is because you've got a team like Ohio State who was ranked at one point. They're 2-4 and four in the Big Ten. Nebraska ranked at one point. They're 3-5 and five in the Big Ten. And it's because, well, there's not really a whole lot of outs of easy games. There's, yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe there's Penn not one of those State games you Illinois. look at and you said, oh, well, Penn that's Penn State, an Illinois, Rutgers, those are really those are games you should win. Everything else, every other game you play, even a, a Northwestern team, it's going to be difficult to get wins in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, and even with Rutgers, I mean, Nebraska just lost to them. And so you're talking about that should be an easy game to win. Nebraska, you know, should be a team that is – uh, in the conversation for a March Madness appearance, you know they lost to them, and so Rutgers could be a tough matchup for some. some yeah, Rutgers teams. Rutgers beat Ohio State also, <laughs> and I mean you, you you even mentioned Illinois. You take a look at Minnesota right now, four and three in the Big Ten, fourteen and four overall. Illinois beat the Illinois beat Minnesota by twenty, but then of course Illinois turns around and loses to Iowa by twenty five. So it's just. That this this Big Ten, those top ten teams are are the cream of the crop in the Big Ten, of course. But those bottom four teams are no slouch. And I mean, you take a look at the Big Ten. You gotta start by taking a look at the top two teams in Michigan State and Michigan, currently ranked fifth and sixth in the country. Michigan State is undefeated in the Big Ten right now. They've looked remarkable in the conference season so far. So I mean, this is this is a remarkably deep. Big Ten, and, I mean, you could see nine or ten teams from the Big Ten make the NCAA tournament. And what's interesting for for me for Michigan, I think that loss against Wisconsin might better them in the long run of things. I mean, you look at that matchup, they had 16 turnovers um, and just really didn't shoot the ball well, 40% from the floor. 
only 27% from behind the arc. So they just really weren't themselves. So I think that's a great lesson for uh, Coach Behind for um, Michigan and to say, Look, guys, we're not going to go perfect. I mean, look at this conference, just like Logan just said. This conference, anyone's going to be able to beat anybody, and especially against us, it's just like Kansas. We're going to get everyone's best shot. We're going to get everyone's best crowd. The players are going to be shooting lights out. I mean, you look at Wisconsin shot 44%, 38% from behind the arc. Um, like I said, forcing 16 turnovers against Michigan. So I think Michigan tonight, looking at Minnesota, they're, gonna, they're not going to be looking over them saying, oh, well, they just lost to Illinois by 20, so this is a pushover. They're going to say, we need to refocus. We only put up 54 points. we got to refocus and act like a top-five team in the nation. Yeah, and I mean, Michigan can take a look at that matchup and say, yeah, we only scored 54 points, but you only allowed 64 exactly. points. So while they did, they did lose this game, and that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow, they played good defense, allowing 64 points in a game should more times than win. not should exactly. get you a win. So <laughs> while they didn't they didn't shoot as well as they wanted to offensively, like you said, Wisconsin played great defense. Wisconsin always plays great defense. You think about a guy like Ethan Happ, seven feet tall, standing there in the middle of, of that because they occasionally a run a 2-3 zone, <laughs> that sort of thing. They do things well. And for Wisconsin, they need to start scoring the ball better. They need to start converting their chances in the paint and a lot of times, you think of a guy like Ethan Happ. He's going to draw a lot of double teams. He's going to get fouled a lot. He's going to get sent to the free throw line a lot. He's shooting less than 40% from the free throw line this season. I mean, that, that something's got to change. Check. I believe they're currently dead last in the Big Ten in free throw percentage. And that's that's a really difficult thing for them. That's one thing they're really struggling with right now. Yeah, that's really got to change because if you want to win in any league in the NCAA – you have to make your free throws. Like That's the number one thing in all of basketball, really. You have to make the free ones. Who do you think is the better team right now? Is it Michigan or is it Michigan State? If you had to look at it right now and you say you're picking your tournament for March, who would you pick to be in the Final Four between those two? I would still pick Michigan. I would too. I'd pick Michigan. I would agree with that as well. I think It's tough. <laughs> no one is – every time we think someone might be better than we think they are, they're not. <laughs> and that's the way college basketball has been for three or four years. You can sit there and say, well, Michigan, Michigan's better than everyone else, and then they lose, and, and that's how it's going to be. I don't think Michigan State, I think right now, if you look over the last week or two weeks, are playing better basketball. I don't think they're the better team. I think Michigan is the better team, but I don't know if the better team wins the Big Ten this year. I, with where Michigan State's put themselves being undefeated, I think Michigan State might be able – to hang on with, with one, two, or three losses, and that'll be enough to win the Big Ten. Because similar to with, with all, a lot of these other conferences, I don't think a team wins the conference other than maybe the ACC with, with anything less than three losses. I think whoever wins the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC is going to have at least three losses. And it'll be very interesting to see in the Big Ten because I think, I think you're really the, – the key in the Big Ten is to get a top four seed. At this point – I think you're looking at you're looking at several teams that are battling for a top four seed, but not necessarily battling for that one spot. I think the one spot is a, is a decision between Michigan State and Michigan, and they play each other twice in the final two weeks of the season. 
So no. that the end of the season in the Big Ten could be very interesting. But like I mentioned, that top four spot, I mean, you take a look. Maryland is off to a really hot start right now. They're 7-2 seven, seven and two right now in the Big Ten. Purdue is 5-2, and two, and they've got some really good wins so far. They figured it out. Purdue they figured it out. They were struggling early, but... They've gotten back on track. Carson Edwards is a I mean, stud. Yeah. You just he run is behind so him, good. And you're probably going to win. <laughs> Purdue coming off absolute blowout of Indiana, who you know used to be ranked, and so that gives Purdue maybe an extra bit of confidence. Like, hey, we just blew out this top 25 team. We are better than right. And they what blew we out. We are. They blew out Iowa a couple of weeks ago too. And and I mean, speaking of Iowa, they've won five games in a row. And I mean they're they're looking really good right now. Five and three in the Big Ten, nineteenth in the country, sixteen and three overall this year. I don't think anybody expected this out of Iowa, a team that you went, didn't even expect. No. this. look what you're wearing. You didn't even expect uh, this. A, a team that went fourteen and nineteen a year ago. Y- you didn't. You you thought this team could be better. They returned all of. I mean, I believe ninety plus percent of their scoring and their minutes from last season. You thought this team could be better. But to see them at 16-3 and three and fifth in the Big Ten right now is a really big shock. Minnesota at 4-3. and three. Wisconsin's 4-3, and three, but they've got the win against Michigan. They've got a win against Iowa in Iowa City. Nebraska's, I mean, 3-5. And, and Indiana, Indiana at 3-4, and four, they still have Joshua Langford. They still yeah. <laughs> have a ton of talent on that team. And, I mean, under a first-year head coach, they're still trying to figure things out. Ohio State's still got Caleb Wesson. I mean, and Chris Holtman, and they've they they was a great team last year. So I mean, there's still a lot of games left in the Big Ten, and a lot of things could happen. And that's kind of what yeah. Jacob said early when we first started talking. It seems like every team in the Big Ten has been ranked at some point. <laughs> I think that's going to continue. Of them, ten of them have been ranked at, at one point during the course of the season. And real quick, we just <laughs> we just have a, a couple minutes left, but we aren't going to get to be able to get to much of the ACC. But the big thing with them right now is they're really good as well. Five teams right. with one loss, <laughs> North Carolina, Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia, and Duke, all with one loss. The ACC might be as wide open as any of the conferences right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you take a look. Everybody at the beginning of the year, you saw how Cam Reddish and Zion Williamson and, and all those guys, R.J. Barrett and company, were playing, and you thought, I don't think anybody's going to be able to touch this Duke team. But – in the last week or so, they've looked very vulnerable. I think the loss to Gonzaga and the Maui Invitational brought them down a notch. I think everyone's so hyped up. Like before the game, analysts were saying this team could beat the Cavaliers. Like they're that good. That's right. And then they lost to Gonzaga in the Maui Invitational. And I think you know, Coach K said, "Hey, this is going to bring us down to earth. We need to, you know, regroup. We're we're not as good as we think we are." But we're still really good. And see what's so scary about the ACC is when it comes to that when it comes to that tournament time, because all these teams they might not have like the greatest record. Like we look at Virginia Tech at uh, ten and eight right now, and you look at that record, they could be a ten seed in the tournament. But you look at the competition they played in their conference, that's some pretty good losses on that. So when you look at it, you're like, well, I mean. <laughs> Anyone can beat anyone. So you look, when it comes to the tournament time, you have Duke, Virginia, just those North Carolina, those teams that immediately come to your head. And you these teams with these lower records, these lower rankings, they're still just as good because they're playing these teams. That's what makes the ACC yeah. so scary every year. Right, and I mean, those last three games, Duke beats Florida State by two points. They then lose by four to Syracuse at home. Yeah, and, and then 
beat Virginia by two at home. So uh, in these last three games, they've looked, uh, I want to say human, right? I mean, because everybody kind of thought they were out of this world. Like you said, I think, I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, Paul Pierce said on national television that Duke could beat the Cavs without Kevin Love. So, I mean, in, in the last that? three days, they've they've looked <laughs> fairly vulnerable. Not. No. <laughs> I don't believe no, it. No, I mean, I, I, I don't I, – I, <coughs> It like, makes me so angry when people make those comparisons. Like they people say Alabama could beat the Cardinals or the Browns or whoever the worst team in the league is. Yeah. It's just such a There debate. might be eight it's or nine players from that Alabama team that end up on an NFL roster for more than two or three years. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's remarkable. And you think North Carolina is currently number one in the ACC right now, but they got thumped in Chapel Hill against Louisville. Who has who has been really really surprising in the ACC so far this season? So yeah, I mean just like just like these other conferences, it's very early in the year. So of course the conference is wide open, but like you said, the ACC more than any other is might be the most wide open of them all. So that'll wrap everything up for our college basketball talk here on X one on X one hundred six Sports Podcast. We forgot about the Pac twelve, but they're not very good at basketball. They don't so have a single team not, ranked in yeah, the top there's, 25. there's not much to talk about there, yeah. so that'll wrap everything up for us here <laughs> on the college basketball talk. X one oh six sports podcast for Jacob Blair, Sam Steinmeier, Logan Weber, and Austin McNorton. Thank you for tuning in.